episode of Mama Drama Pod. Oh my gosh, we're actually approaching our one year anniversary. So we started in the middle of March in 2020 and it's coming and we're just so happy and so thankful that you guys have locked in and stayed true and stayed supporting us. We really appreciate it. So thank you for tuning in to another episode as we continue on our journey to doing this for a whole year. So Shells girl, how's your week been? What's been happening? When people say, how's your week been? I honestly sometimes don't know how to answer it because I feel like it's a monotonous journey, especially during lockdown. I don't feel like there's any variety. There's nothing to keep me on my toes. I feel like I do the same stuff day in, day out, week in, week out. And I'm getting pretty tired of it. I'm getting a bit tired. Look at your face. (laughs) This week, Lucas has just been annoying me and I'm I'm going to say he's been so annoying it's been unbelievable he's been like a leech to my leg like I can't breathe that's how I feel this week how you feeling girl girl you know I relate I do relate to it um that description I just felt suffocated for you you know <laughs> it just sounds like it's just so heavy and it has been really monotonous with lockdown and it can be so tiring um, juggling everything but what I have really enjoyed is the sun coming up earlier so I am so sun reliant like I'm sure I have that seasonal affective disorder thing whereby when it's like dark you feel down and when the sun's up I'm like it's like I'm a new person like I have a new lease of life so I wake up now easily like before my alarm whereas two weeks ago a month ago I'm struggling to get out of bed before like 8 30 8 58 because it's so dark it just it affects me so much so I am happy that the sun's out been to the park a couple of times and it's been good but of course juggling right that's what we do we juggle so many things as women as mothers as working mums doing the podcast that's exactly what we're going to talk about today people often say to us like well if you only to the podcast um we do a lot on social media like we tweet pretty much every day on most days we're always on instagram engaging sharing funny stuff we do things outside of the podcast too so we're really quite busy and people honestly always ask us like girls how do you do this how do you how do you guys figure it out being mums working running the pod doing all the social media engagement how do you do it so it's like the million dollar question for us right now so we thought we'd sit down in this episode and just talk about how we juggle it all how we find it if we're really succeeding or if we're literally like dying behind closed doors you are going to find out today so shells besides working and uh, like doing the podcast what else do you do um so guys if you follow me on social media you'll see that I've got my mummy page which I started before we started the podcast um and I've been juggling that and then I thought do you know what I'm not really comfortable in front of the camera how is it going to be recording a podcast and I felt that actually it would be quite good to start my own YouTube channel so that was off the cuff of mama drama I think that really inspired it um started doing it and I don't know what I've got myself into. <laughs> I really enjoy it. 
But what have I started here? Honestly, I don't, I have no other words to describe. What have I got myself into? <laughs> definitely full. So for me, yeah, it's the podcast, which is it's, it's a lot. Like if we've got our own Instagram our profile, we're also running a pod one. It, it's a lot. It's like your brain. Like it's, it's like you. We have ourselves and then we're multi- multiplying ourselves into all these different entities to do all these different things. So there's like nine to five racks, mummy racks, partner racks. And then as Shell mentioned, YouTube. So we, I also started YouTube around the same time as Shell's. Pretty spurred on by doing the podcast. We were like, we need to get used to the camera. If we're going to do this, let's just do it properly. And it also became a really good hobby. And I found myself throwing myself into that so much. But also at the time... I'd lost like two people really close to me in a short space of time. And then I, I ended up losing like three grandparents last year and my uncle. So to like keep my mind off my grief, I absolutely overworked myself. I was just working, 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 no downtime. Literally, I'd come off work, deal with Maya, get to editing. It was just like a, a run of the mill thing, like a factory just churning stuff out. So for me, I've done it because I enjoy it, but also it's really been like a, a coping mechanism and aside from doing the YouTube stuff, I'm also um, a trustee of a charity. So every so often I've got these board meetings. So it does feel like I'm literally, I don't want to say a clown, but a clown in a circus with all these balls, <laughs> throwing them around in the air, hoping that I don't drop something because it's like, how do you give your all to everything? And is that even possible? Socials, how do you find juggling or you're like YouTube, what have I got myself into? How do you find the juggling act? How can I describe it? Juggling. It's something that mums and I would say mums learn how to do. It's something that we 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 grasp when we become mothers. I think I've always been someone who's very determined, very um, focused on actually what I want to do. And I know where I'm going with it. But I think when it's all surrounding social media and it's to do with, you know, putting yourself out there, it becomes... Oh, sorry. It can become quite overwhelming. And I think when you're just exposing parts of your life and not even exposing, even sharing elements of your life and you're doing it across multiple platforms, it's like, OK, where where is the me time? Where is I in all of this? Um, I'm giving all of this out. But where is the me in all of this? So I do think and I do relate to you when you're the balls are just up in the air all the time. Like, as you guys know, I'm a social worker. So I'm dealing with people's situations day in, day out. And then I've got my own situations that I have to deal with and my own personal life. Then I have it, this kid who won't let me breathe for five seconds, just says, mum, 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 mum. And then on top of that, juggling all the other things that I'm doing online. Sometimes you just say, you know what, you need to just have a break. Like you need to retract yourself. You need to take time out and you need to just... Just be, just be. So do you feel like you've managed to get like a healthy balance yet? Because personally, I don't always feel like I do. I do do what you've mentioned there where I'll just, when I'm ready, I'll just plug out like literally, nah, 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 nah. I remember like last summer there was a point when I just stopped doing YouTube because I was like, am I even spend enough time with my daughter because I'm just so busy trying to edit and them times a five minute YouTube video would literally take me eight, 10 hours to edit. Like, <laughs> The beginner stages are rough. It's very, very rough. It is the ghetto. It's got better. But I just felt like there's like a pressure or guilt as well. It's like, I'm doing all these things. Am I giving myself enough time? Am I putting my partner enough? Is my daughter getting enough of me? Or am I literally 
doing everything but attending to my own needs and their needs too. Have you experienced that? A thousand percent, girl. A thousand. I think I experienced that at least twice or three times a week. Um, yeah, it's hard. I feel like when you're sharing certain things or sharing certain aspects of your life, it's easy to share that, the good parts and to share the the parts where, you know, your child is having fun or they're out and you're enjoying with them or they're painting or they're doing an activity. But the, the other bits are when mummy's trying to sit in front of the laptop and have time to do what she would like to do and you still want my attention, how do I divide that? Or how do I share that time with my partner as well? How do how do I manage that? And it's hard. And I think that 100% there have been elements where I've just like forgotten about them. They might have got lost in all that I'm doing. And it's like, hello, we're here. We're still present. We're still part of your life. You, you, you <laughs> Everything you're doing is basically based off of us. So how are you missing us from the equation? And I do feel like that sometimes. And I, I try and like pause and say okay a lot of time but should I allot time to my family like that's a genuine question should I actually allot time to my family they are my family essentially I think so because if you uh, maybe not that specific like eight to ten is family time but you have to have it at the forefront of your mind because when you are doing so much it can be easy for things to go on the back burner and then before you know it like two weeks has two weeks have passed by and you haven't spent any quality time with people you're supposed to because we just get so caught up in life generally in the rap in the rap race of things so we fortunately for now we're working from home but it can also where you, where you think working from home like it's so much easier than more time with our family which it can be for a lot of people but for us when we're doing all these other things it's actually more time to get other things done like you might be working and multitask and doing something else from your lunch break you're trying to edit a video or put it out and let's just say youtube is not easy like there are so many different elements to it but that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing <laughs> so yeah I don't think it's that bad to a lot time out so how do you know when you've reached your well have you experienced burnout first of all because I've experienced burnout and how do you know that you're there like for me it, it can be like waking up in the morning and just feeling that I do not have the energy <laughs> like, that, how am I gonna get out of bed I've been so tired before that I have just li- felt like a log in the bed like how will I get up like so you've got the um the petrol tank from E to F for full I am below empty like <laughs> minus empty is how I felt or I could feel like getting ready for the day is a struggle because I'm that exhausted when it comes to making food I'm just like mm, do I have I really got to do that like I'll, I'll be ordering something in because I do not have any energy to cook so what does burnout look like for you how do you know when you've had enough but when I've literally had enough for me if you know me I like a clean home if there is a speck of dust anywhere if there's toys anywhere if the washing is piled up if the dishes still the sink still has dishes you know that I'm burnt out and I'm tired and if I'm not cooking anything and we're ordering or it's oven food I am tired (laughs) tired and the thing is about me what I've noticed is I've because I've been reflecting on this like I actually need to have a break. I need to just have some time out. I need to give myself time, not just doing these hobbies and things I'm actually interested in, but I just need to have a break from that as well because it's now become a job. I feel like essentially it's now a job. Like, girl, I've been working three jobs, okay? <laughs> and that's honestly how I feel at the minute. And the burnout, like, like exactly what you said, right? Not wanting to get up in the mornings, 
not wanting to do anything, not even wanting to put on clothes, just being happy in my headscarf or my dressing gown, maybe just sitting in the shower at the end of the day, sitting in front of the TV and just binging. That's what burnout looks like for me. And I've been there loads and loads and loads of times. So have I just locked down. And when I say shower at the end of the day, I literally mean I've gone through the day and then I've had my shower like closer to bedtime, which is absolutely mad. But that's what burnout can look like when you're when you're working from home It's actually very, very crazy. So when you're there, how do you get out of it? Like what's your what's resuscitation strategy? <laughs> that's a good question. I just know that things need to get done. So if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? Genuine question. If I don't do certain things around here, they're just not going to get done. And that's just the reality of life. So for me, I know that I need to kind of get myself out of it, snap out of it and just kind of get back in the routine or the swing of things. And you've mentioned a good thing there. And I wanted to ask you, actually, do you feel that we're going to be more or less so impacted when we're actually physically back in the office? Because I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, I don't know how we're actually going to manage everything that we're doing when we actually physically have to go back into the office. I think working from your kitchen or your dining room or wherever you're working, that office space in your home or wherever it might be your bed. I know some people work in their beds. It's easy. You just get out. You do what you need to do on your laptop, do your work and you're multitasking. Whereas when you're in the office, you know that you're in work mind state and you physically have to be present in your office, you're attending meetings, you're in this part of the building. How are we going to manage? Have you thought about that? I definitely have thought about that. Absolutely. Because even when it comes to releasing our episodes, pre-lockdown, we'd release at 8 p.m. because that's our downtime. We've had our working day. We put the kids to bed. Then it's like, OK, let's release the pod. Let's get the post ready. Let's click go on the streaming platforms, etc. And we had time to engage then. But now being at home, we've been able to kind of fit in in our lunch breaks. We've been releasing around midday. But more personally, when it comes to like YouTube and stuff, I do think, girl, how are you going to edit? Like, Because that time that we spent at home editing could be a commute. It's our commute to work. So unless I figure out a way how to do this on the train... You know, things are going to be very different because, again, I don't want to spend all my time doing everything else. And then, like, when it comes to spending time with my daughter or partner stuff, those things are suffering. So it's going to be striking up a whole new balance and it's going to need a whole lot of adjustment for us to figure it out. Because, boy, you know, <laughs> I guess working from home has given us some grace in some respects, but something we'll have to give and we'll have to learn again how to balance it all. But for me, when it comes to me hitting my like low points, I'm like you. I am like, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, if I don't do it, it's going to get done. Someone's got to do it. So it's like kind of thing where we have to snap out of it. But I will also like plug out. So I'll try to um, shut down things. Like, if something's overwhelming or too much or YouTube weekly is too much, I'll be like, you know what? This, this, can, this can pause for a moment. I've even got a video. The video is edited and it's ready to go. But I don't have enough in me right now to do like the thumbnail, the tagging, the Insta promo. So it's just sat there. So I'll put things on ice when I need to. And it's like, I'll come back to you when I've got the time. Right now, I just don't have it. And I'll also ask for help. I know not everyone can always do that. But I'll be like, mom, can you come up, please? I need to I need to go and have a really long shower or something. Or please take a mile to the park. So I'll try to get... um help where I can if I need if I need time to refill um, my tank 
And you mentioned something earlier as well when you said about these extra things we're doing being like an actual job. So Mama Drama, we essentially do it for the love. We are not paid. We haven't made not one dollar off of this. And we put so much time and effort into it. It is like a passion project. But these things do come like another job. Like, do you feel like our generation in particular is getting a bit obsessed with um, side hustles, making extra money, doing the nine to five making money outside do you think it's like a good or a bad thing (sighs) that is a very good question I think online if you spend a lot of time online and if you look at pages like shade borough all of those pages you'll see a lot of comments or a lot of if there's a post about someone working a nine to five or someone hustling and um, being self-employed and starting their own business I feel like there's a lot of pressure nowadays to have your own business um, and to work things on the side just to have multiple streams of income is it necessarily a bad thing no it's not in my view it's not for everyone some people are happy going to work and working for somebody else and having that structure and knowing that they're getting paid other people are happy with you know grinding because this is a grind working for yourself doing things for yourself is a grind you are the author and you are the editor you are everything you're you're the face of your campaign you're the face of your business you're the person who edits you're the person who does correspondence you send emails there's no admin there's no one to help cover your back if things go wrong there's no solicitors you are literally everyone and it's not for everybody not everyone can do that so I do feel like we need to think about what we're saying when we say, oh, you need to have multiple streams of income or you need to have multiple businesses or you need to have a side hustle at least. Not everybody is in that mindset. Not everybody has the capacity to do it. And if you push yourself and push yourself and push yourself, trying to keep up with the Joneses or trying to keep up with everyone, some people are going to suffer. Some people are going to fall. It's not for everybody. It's not for the weak hearted. This is a grind. And I have these conversations all the time. I'm just like, oh my goodness me. Like, seriously, I just, I, I need to see something now. I need to see something. But I'm just like, no, come on. Slow and steady wins the race. It's effort. You put the effort in and you reap the rewards later on. That's my view at the minute. I do agree. I do think there's pressure on people to be doing a million and one things uh, like besides their nine to five. And I feel like nine to fives are unfairly frowned upon as well. Like why, why is it frowned upon so badly? Some people are just happy to do their job and then to go home and relax. Like it's, it's OK for them. And if that's OK for that person, then it's fine. Like the excessive pressure to be doing a million and one things. It's a bit much, you know, like, was it B. Simone? She was criticizing. She's like, I can't be with a guy who works a nine to five. I think she was saying that because she's an entrepreneur herself and she needs someone to understand her entrepreneurial mindset. But I just think more generally frowning on like people's professions. It's not for me. And I also don't like when people make a huge distinction between creatives versus academics. I think I hear this less um, now. But I have heard it more in the past, like someone be like, oh, I'm a creative, like, or creatives do this or academics do that. It, to me, again, it boils down to like nine to fivers versus the creators. And it's not always that clear cut because look at us, we're literally doing both. Like someone who's an academic person can also be quite creative and vice versa. There hasn't got to be this clear cut line or a differentiation between those who are wild enough to follow their dreams versus those who want to work for master like it just doesn't go like that, I don't think, at all. When you've spoken about like monetizing in general, like making money off other ventures, do you feel like the pressure to monetize or the, not the pressure, the hunger to monetize can like suck the joy out of doing the actual thing? 
So you could like enjoy painting and it's something that you really love to do, but everyone's monetizing like, how am I going to monetize that? So I was like, yo, how are you going to make money off that though? Or you're posting, how are you going to make money off that? You guys are podding every week. All these hours are going into it, you know, like what's it for? Where's, where's the money? That's a good point. And I think it's, it's everywhere and it's toxic, man. I'm just going to say it's toxic. Not everything you do in life has to create income. Would that be great? Would it be a lovely bonus? A thousand percent. Who doesn't want to have more cash in their pocket? But honestly, like we don't need to to, to force ourselves. If that is your hobby and that's something you enjoy doing, do it with your passion, do it with your heart, do it with your whole chest, enjoy what you're doing. And if someone says, you know what, actually, I want to pay you 50 pounds because I think that's really good. If you want to take the money, take it. If you don't want to do that, well, I want to endorse you because I think your work is really good or your craft is really good. Then think about it. Have a have a conversation with yourself. Is that something that you really want to do, or does it just want to remain your passion? Like we already said, I think there's a lot of pressure. There's so much pressure for everything to just be money orientated. And for me, at the end of the day, if you work a nine to five, if you do things that you're passionate about, or you know, it's something that you've decided to pick up during lockdown or whatever. If you're getting money from me, it's the same Queen Elizabeth that you're going to see or the dollar sign or whoever's on the dollar sign. It's the same person. It's not different. There's no differentiation when the money goes into your account. It's the same cash that you're going to spend. So I just think people need to be kinder to themselves when it comes to that element. I think we need to as well. Like we we started this because we wanted to support other mums. We felt like actually, you know what? There was nothing really that we could relate to through that journey. So the process is about remembering where you started from remember why you started in the first place like why did I actually start this what was the reasons for it what was the all of that and then just taking yourself back to that point every now and again just to realign because you can get swayed and you can think I need my check now like who's gonna run my money but then that's not the reasons why you started you didn't say actually you know what I want to get paid like if you want to get paid you get another job in it simple (laughs) I think it's good for people to have hobbies in general and yeah the pressure to monetize it can sometimes suck the fun out of it like what happened to just nothing's wrong with trying to make money I'm not knocking anyone trying to get a buck but it's important for us as humans just to do things we enjoy because I feel like if we're working 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 we'll just work ourselves to the grave you know so it's good to have outlets whereby you can just enjoy and there is fun in things so with the pod for us or for me it's like something to do especially in the early days when Amaya was really young it really broke up my day because it meant that I had something to do besides looking after the house and um doing my work or looking after her it was like okay this is my time to record this is my time where we have a put on our makeup, I put on our headscarf and dressing gown. If you've seen that episode, you know what I mean. And we just got together, we'd sit down and have a chat. So it's really good to just find enjoyment in things because, yeah, life is short. Don't work yourself to a grave, worry about money. If you have your hobby, it can be just that. If you make money off of it as well, that's great too. I definitely, definitely agree. And I think now in reflection, I'm just like, just pause, just pause and be still and be happy with the process and just enjoy the process. I think a lot of things in life, we tend not to to enjoy the process, whether it be good or whether it be bad. We just want to see results. We don't think about, okay, this potentially could be an outcome and that. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, honestly, we don't know what's going to happen with Mummy Drama Pod. Um, I can only see it moving forward and it becoming bigger and better. But 
I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying sometimes behind the scenes. We we don't always necessarily agree on things. We don't always, you know, <laughs> we don't always see eye to eye on certain things. And I think that's all part of the process. I am now learning how to work with somebody else who's not always going to say, yes, shells, you right, yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's good to have that variety. It's good to know that there are other people out there who don't think exactly how you think. And just because you don't think like me, it doesn't mean that your perspective is wrong. And it's good to have that challenge. It's good to have that. But then ultimately, at the end of it, we come back together, we regroup and we get the work done. And that's what I really love about our team. Wasn't that like a motivational speech? Like, yeah, go for it. Do your thing. Teamwork, dream work, learn from people. It's true. It's true. And by just getting started, you can just learn so much. So a year ago, like being able to even pod or podcast, like what is that? We're literally learning each episode that you listen to, good, bad, entertaining, funny, sad, whatever. We are learning on the spot. Thankfully, we haven't had to edit our episodes. Shout out to our amazing editor, Tony Magic, who does it for us. But we've learned also how to like use YouTube in the first place, how to upload, how to create thumbnails. And then what is um, encouraged us to do off the back of that with our own YouTube, we have learned to actually edit videos ourselves, um, becoming more comfortable in front of the camera, even social media management. I was I'm no social media manager hello but however by doing mama drama pod out of fun and something else to do we've just gained a wealth of skills like how to engage with people how to try and build a community how to get interaction on stories so just by starting like it can be like overwhelming to start or even hard to start but just by starting you can learn so much even if you go back to like our earlier social media posts they're actually embarrassing. <laughs> We've archived them now, but some of the graphics are just abysmal. Like, no word of a lie. Even our YouTube thumbnails, they were shockingly bad. And we've just progressed over time. We've progressed over time. So it's just good to be on the journey. A hundred percent. They need to, uh, they can't look because they're archived. We've archived them. But honestly, I think we've we've learned a lot. And I think I'm gonna be updating my CV with a new skill set because my editing skills were absolutely yeah. shocking, shocking. They were diabolical. And I think now it's it's steadily progressing and I'm learning how to use different things. And I I don't I wouldn't describe myself as a very um what tech savvy person so I'm still not tech savvy there's still things I'll be like to my brother oh can you help me do this or oh, what do you do about that but honestly I think through just having a bit of time to sit down and do these things it's good it, you can really like improve or advance your skill set <laughs> um and I think also actually we've we've had a lot of support as well actually we've had a lot of support a lot of people who are like yes they love our content yes they yes what you guys actually discussed spoke to me I can relate a hundred thousand percent I think for me that is the biggest outcome or achievement of this all that there is somebody who's actually listening who's interested in what we're doing they see they hear it and it actually resonates with them. They can relate, they share it and they feel, you know what, these mums, they're onto something here. Well, these mums, like, I, I get them. They're relatable mums. And I think that's what we really, really wanted to start this journey with. Absolutely. And it can just lift your spirit so much. I don't even think people know this when they do it. But a simple thing is someone tweeting like, oh, I love Mama Drama Pod. That could just put a smile on your face because it's just like all of your, it's like your, it's like our baby. All of the sacrifice, all of the time we put into it, 
it's worth it. Like it's landing. Someone likes it. And Shell said, yes, people agree. But sometimes they don't always agree as well. And it's interesting because it just gets people thinking. We really try to explore topics whereby it just makes you it makes you think like, what do I actually think about this? It, and challenge your own belief system. Why do I think this? But I'm not going to get too deep into that because we're wanting, we're wanting to do like a review of the topics that we've covered in future. But the audience engagement, the community feel is just fantastic. And we really just want to level it up in future, getting to know people and just trying to support as much as we can. Because being a mother, being a parent, you know, isn't it isn't easy. And we've also met great people in the industry, too. It's so strange to use that term, but I guess we're in the industry. Like we've collabed with um, other motherhood po- podcasts, fatherhood podcasts, too. And it's just great to talk to people who are going through what we're going through and are also trying to make a change or just trying to ensure that our stories are heard and people do feel recognised and that there, that there is something out there that they, they can relate to. So, yeah, we've been juggling. Sometimes it makes us feel like we're going to fall flat on our face. But um, thanks to God, thanks to all of the support and everything else, it's not all doom and gloom. We have learned so much along the way and we are still standing and we do continue to juggle things. Sometimes we may drop a ball, but hopefully we don't drop them um, very often. So we're going to round up now with our tap mips, which is where we give our top tips on the topic that we've been talking about. Um, Shells, if you could give two tips about the hard times that you've experienced. And if you could do one as well on giving advice to someone who is trying to do it all. I am going to say one, if you need the support and you have the support, ask for it. Don't feel like you cannot ask for help family friends they want to support they're always there to support don't feel like you can't ask for the support so whether it be you're working whether it be you're trying to do another um interest something that you're interested in or you've got other passions or desires that you want to follow just ask for a little bit of help through the hard times take a breather if you can see me right now I feel like I've got circles my eyes are a bit tired I'm sleepy even though I've had sleep that might be due to other health issues but I'm tired take a breather Go for a walk, get some fresh air. The sun is coming up and out. Do yourself up a little bit. Make yourself feel good. So when you are doing these things, you feel good. And you want to give whatever you're doing. This is my last one. Whatever you're doing, you want to give it your best. And you can only give your best to something if you are feeling at your best. Thank you, girl. Thank you, girl. I completely agree with you. And for anyone who doesn't have that family support, tap into the communities out there like the motherhood community it can be cliquey but it can also be really friendly as well so if you're seeing someone online connect with them start in their dms follow post like a few pictures you could find a friend in like in a stranger online essentially it's 2021 this is what's happening there could still be things like support groups but um you can definitely reach out to people on social media and try to find like a an online family if you haven't got actual family members that you can draw on for support or actual friends at the moment, it's definitely possible to find some. And there are like um, online social meets as well that happen for mothers as well. So definitely tap into that. And if you are um, like going through a hard time, try to find something that you enjoy. Try to find a hobby, like whether it's reading, walking, the swimming pools aren't open, but jogging, cycling, writing whatever but starting a youtube it can be a hobby do something which is a nice outlet for you which you could enjoy because it can make you feel better like actually creating 
although it can be like a hard process, when you finish it, you can feel much better afterwards. And if you don't like feel like creating, you just want something fun to consume, TikTok. Like a few weeks ago, I was on TikTok. I've been on it recently. But there are so many funny little videos where you'll just have a laugh. So find some kind of hobby find something that you enjoy and if you are someone who's trying to do like a million and one things it is difficult sometimes to balance so make sure you are checking in with yourself to try and avoid the burnout and that if you do get there you do think about ways you can balance things back out whether that's taking some time out for yourself just to pause and reset or thinking about how you allocate your hours in your day so that you don't feel overwhelmed or like anything in particular is struggling or needing some life. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Mama Drama Pod. It has been fantastic. It's also good to have, it's always good to have a good chinwag and talk about things that are going on in our minds. Shells, you got anything to say before we wrap up? Don't forget to subscribe, guys. (laughs) Yeah, make sure you subscribe. We're hoping that our podcast can reach more people and help more people and we can continue to help our community to grow. So if you're listening to this on a streaming platform and there's somewhere where you can press follow, please hit that. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit subscribe button, please like. We're also on Instagram, Mama Drama Pod, and Twitter, Mama Drama Pod. If you have any views you'd like to share about our topics, we absolutely love to hear them and you're free to share them. So make sure that you comment or respond to our polls. And yeah, rate us five stars if you can. Thank you so much for tuning in. And yeah, the one year anniversary soon comes.